Hi, I'm Rich Regan, CEO of the Auditorium Theatre, and welcome to another edition of Odd Talk. Today, we welcome the Executive Director of Arts Alliance Illinois, Claire Rice. Thank you for joining us, Claire. Thanks, Rich. Thanks for having me. So, uh, where are you speaking to us from today? We're actually in the process of moving uh, offices. So, we, I'm downtown in the Loop in Chicago. So are you in your new location now? No, the old, we're still in the packing up. I'm surrounded. We're, I'm not going to zoom out. You'll see far too many moving boxes and um, packaging tape. <laughs> so okay. we're in our old offices um, and we'll be moving uh, to a different location in the loop. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. And how how are you and your staff doing as we're now in many months into our pandemic shutdown? You know, the, the work of advocacy is not over, Rich, <laughs> for arts and culture. So the staff is hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. We've got a big conference coming up, but, you know, it is, it is a, um, a long haul. We're hoping to get some uh, vacation time in for everyone um, after the election, probably, mm -hmm. is what we're looking at. But we're, this is, this is a, a marathon, not a sprint, in terms of the challenges facing arts advocates at this moment. So we're trying to pace ourselves, uh, keep our head up, and uh, keep laughing as we can. That's, that's all so important, and the work of arts advocacy uh, couldn't be actually more critical than it is right now for all arts organizations in Illinois. So um, let, let's talk a little bit about Arts Alliance Illinois so our audience can get to know you and what, and what you do for arts organizations in Illinois. Absolutely. So we were founded in 1982 when one of our first threats to public funding for the arts in Illinois was um, brewing in Springfield and uh, the arts community came together to say this shall not stand. Um, and out of those sort of origins of uh, commitment and collective action, the Arts Alliance was born. Um, and now uh, we think a little broader about our advocacy mission. Um, we champion arts supportive policies and resources uh, that strengthen Illinois communities and increase equity and access to the arts. Um, and that's on behalf of our hundreds of member organizations across the state and uh, thousands of individual arts advocates. And of course, on behalf of all Illinois residents as well. Now, those of us in the arts know exactly what you do, but perhaps you could describe um, a program or two where our audience could identify with exactly how your mission breaks down. Yeah, how that works. So we really focus on providing the tools and the opportunities that the creative community needs to exercise its own power in advocacy and policy. So advocacy training, uh, racial equity community organizing, uh, both grassroots and grass tops, uh, campaigns for arts support, funding and policy change. Um, we engage our members in such as the auditorium and in, in direct advocacy with public officials everywhere from DC to Springfield to city halls around the state. Uh, generally, our programs focus on building public will for arts and culture and building the tools that the field needs uh, to imagine its own future. And, you know, really to me, what I see the value is uh, of, of your work, Claire, is that, uh, you know, my single voice, you know, I can yell pretty loud, 
but I'm still one voice. And what you do is you represent many voices. So when you're able to get an audience with this leader or that leader, you're representing all of arts in Illinois, which is so important. That's right. That's right. And we're really thinking broadly about we're, we're trying to create the biggest tent possible uh, for for the creative community here in Illinois. Nonprofit, for profit, individual artists, organizations, arts educators, um, supporters and stakeholders. We want everyone to come together exactly to amplify uh, the voice of the creative community and, and express our, our needs, which at this moment are are extraordinary. Mm -hmm. They are indeed. And, and let's talk a little bit about that. You know, during this uh, pandemic, you know, your mission still holds true, but maybe um, your focus has changed a little bit. Can you talk to us about that? For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I think like, like like most organizations, we've evolved our programs. We're all using the word pivot, right, a lot these days uh, to respond to this current moment. And for us, I think it's been about getting resources directly in the hands of the creative community. And that's everything from cash, from dollars, um, to the types of tools that the field needs to manage this crisis. Um, and also galvanizing that community for collective action on behalf of the arts and cultural um, landscape in this particular moment. So we've done a lot of direct advocacy work campaigns at the federal, state, and local level to encourage direct relief for arts and culture in this moment. Um, we've also helped the field understand these brand new government loan and grant and unemployment programs that folks have never had to engage with previously. So um, there are individual artists and creatives that were not eligible for unemployment in the past. We've helped them understand how to apply, um, how to navigate some of the challenges of the system. We've advocated on behalf of uh, those artists and creatives when the system has failed them. And I can give nerdy wonky examples of that, but, um, but that's that type of work on behalf of individual creatives has been really important to us. And similarly, you know, our organization has never applied for a government loan before. A lot of um, other cultural organizations, arts organizations have not either. Um, so navigating the landscape of what those grant and loan programs look like, helping folks apply, um, helping them get access to those dollars has been important to us through webinars, one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching, mm -hmm. uh, policy briefings, etc. And then we've also been instrumental in the Arts for Illinois Relief Fund, which channeled $7 million of direct cash support to general operating support to organizations and cash relief to artists mm -hmm. um, has gone out in the last few months, which we're really proud of. It's not enough, but it is these grants are grants that, that say, I see you, you know, we see you, Illinois creative community, we see your challenges and we want you to stay here. We want you to um, continuing to engage here in Illinois and we value you. And then we've also represented the field with both the governor uh, and the mayor's offices on reopening and economic recovery efforts. I mean, the number of task force meetings I've been to <laughs> in the last few months is sort of mind blowing, but um, it's really important that the arts have a voice at those tables, um, especially when it comes to economic recovery conversations and where our government will be focusing energy and tax dollars um, moving forward. Arts for Illinois uh, is truly full service, as, uh, as I think that's really the appropriate phrase to describe you, because 
Uh, as you mentioned, many of us haven't navigated these waters before, and whether we're a larger institution like the Auditorium Theater or an individual artist, um, you're not just advocating uh, for, uh, with the government institution, but then you're coaching all the individuals through the steps of the process that they need to take to get the relief. Um, so that, that I think is such a, a crucial aspect of it that makes you full service. Um, unlike any other institution, you know, in your category that I've ever seen. So, you know, Claire, your, your team does amazing work. Uh, so, you know, we, we really can't predict the future. Um, but if you had to look into a crystal ball, where would, where would you like to see arts organizations in Illinois a year from now? So this time next year. Well, a year from now, hopefully we're starting to get back to gathering in person. Um, I think that it is extraordinary the opportunity that the digital space has provided us um, as a field throughout the pandemic. And I think we've seen some really interesting innovations around digital creation, digital presentation, and, and the ways we can engage audiences beyond shared, shared physical space. Um, and I'd like to see those types of innovations continue, but, but I want them to amplify the, the beauty and, um, of, of us coming together as a sector in person um, to experience, in your case, the live performing arts or the visual arts um, or film, you know, the, the shared experience of an audience engaging with the arts, it's irreplaceable. Uh, mm -hmm. There's no, there's no takeout version of our sector. There's no, um, you know, alternative business model that makes a ton of sense for us as we um, think about moving forward. So I would like us to be able to gather in person once again a year from now um, or be very close to that uh, if not if not there and um, but I'd also like to see the ways in which we do that looking a little differently right so can we think differently about our our physical spaces can we um, encourage collaboration in some new ways between larger organizations and smaller organizations between traditionally white-led organizations and um, black and brown uh, led organizations. Can we, you know, think in new ways about kind of breaking our sector toward justice and equity and access um, a year from now? Because we have the time, right? We have the time to think um, in new and creative ways about, about collaboration um, and physical space. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm very hopeful that we come back, that we come back in person, but that we come back better and different um, and with with new values uh, new value systems in place and and new ways of working um, uh -huh. that 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 we haven't seen before that are a result of um, innovation and and necessity it's it's really a great point claire in that what other circumstance would we all be required to stop what we're doing and rethink our business models other than this. And, 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 and I guess that's, a, that's truly a situation where we're making lemonade out of lemons, but I, I too am hopeful that once we emerge from this, we're gonna be stronger organizations. You know, we're, we've all been forced to look at our expenses in, in extreme scrutiny 
and we've all been forced to look at our practices uh, as we look at national and international events and uh, we should look at those practices in, in the same amount of scrutiny and, uh, and pull out of this in a much stronger fashion. Absolutely. So um, after the pandemic is over, you know, I want people to experience um, that transformative experience of being in the theater, you know, the, the auditorium theater, national historic landmark, the beauty and the architecture surrounds you. And that doesn't quite translate um, over, over video. But are there ways that we can continue both the virtual format and the live format, which we, which we survive off of? So that's, that's, uh, that's the aspect that we all need to sort of grapple with. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a huge challenge about that blended model, but the blended model will be a, an important part of our future moving forward. And I think the ways in which we are accessing that digital content and, and that digital content is becoming special um and um of of great quality is um continuing to improve even over the last few months right people are moving from um putting out archival material um into uh specifically produced content for for this medium mm -hmm. and that's going to require a lot of flexibility on the part of um organized labor on the part of um, our institutions. I mean, we're all gonna have to come together around this to, to make that work uh, and continue to make it work. Uh, but I do think that there is, is great potential uh, for that collaboration to generate new creative work that's, that is exciting um, and that does blend or amplify the in-person experience. And I think that collaboration is something, I mean, that's something I'm thinking about for the Arts Alliance as well. You know, I really hope that in the future, the ways in which we have been um, encouraged, if not forced to work together in new ways during this pandemic. Um, I think one of the things that's been highlighted for me is we need to come together as a sector in a much more unified way than we've been able to uh, in the past. So I think in the past we've been a little divided by you know the ways our business model works, whether we're a nonprofit, whether we're a for-profit, whether we're an individual artist, um, and and we think of ourselves in sort of different buckets. Um, whereas in this moment, what we need to do, and I think hopefully into the future, and this is something that will last far beyond the pandemic is think of ourselves as a united uh, creative sector and talk about the benefits and the value that we bring to communities in a much more collective way alongside our colleagues in the film industry, alongside our colleagues in for-profit um, creative industries, where we can talk about the impact we have both economically and socially um, to our communities much more collectively than we've done um, in the past. And I, again, as we think about that future and that collaboration that's going to be requisite for creative practice, that same collaboration is going to be required for ongoing collective action, ongoing advocacy work, and just making the case to the public around um, the value in, of investment in our field. It's, it, yeah, Claire, that's so well put, you know, in that um, preceding this point, I think we all sort of looked at issues as our personal issues, but now maybe um, we're opening up a little bit more and we understand that 
while we all do have our personal challenges every day, many of those challenges are common throughout our sector. And if we, and if we get together and we talk about them, maybe we can solve those problems as a group uh, and be more effective and more broad in our reach. So that, I think that's very well put. So Claire, as we talk about the future, let's talk about the near future. We've got uh, national and local elections coming up. Is Arts Alliance Illinois working on any type of um, advocacy or awareness centering um, around the elections? Absolutely. So we feel election engagement is a critical part of um, not only civic life, but the role of arts and culture in community. Um, there's a lot more, even on the nonprofit side, that um, cultural organizations can do to get involved in elections uh, than perhaps they think they can. Um, arts organizations can act as polling places and we've actually been in touch with the Chicago Board of Elections um, and other boards of elections around the state to see if they need uh, polling places, particularly in this current environment. We love the idea of the public coming into a cultural space that hasn't been activated in a while, um, but that, that could serve in this really important civic capacity. So we've made that offer and we're hoping uh, they, take it, they take us up on it in a couple of instances around the city and the state. Um, we're also encouraging um, folks to be poll workers, election judges uh, in this upcoming election. We've got a lot of unemployed cultural workers out there right now and this is a paid job that's critically important for our civic life. It's also something that traditionally some of our elderly population has taken on as a responsibility and we don't want to expose them to the risk of the virus this year. So if younger workers, um, particularly those who are in need of some work um, and who care about this election, um, can come to the fore, there's information on that about our on our website about that. And then, of course, just get out the vote efforts and making sure people exercise um, their civic their civic responsibility. So it uh, all of those very important activities, and it feels like um, Arts Alliance Illinois is playing the part of awareness for the membership and what how you can participate and what you can actually do. For sure, exactly. That's the idea, and we also just want to show people um, communities right now that that. Theaters are still engaged in the life of their community, right? Um, performing arts centers, museums, um, we are active, engaged parts of our civic life. And it doesn't matter that we happen to be not um, presenting major events, right? There's still ways for us to engage and support communities across Illinois. Um, we're also working on some ways to more broadly get uh, some of our, it's, the unemployment rate in our sector is extremely high, unfortunately, you know, lots of organizations have been subject to um, layoffs and individual artists, of course, uh, have lost a lot of gigs coming up. So we're working with the state on some workforce development programs that can deploy creative workers in using their skills um, in perhaps some new ways. So we're hoping to see some of that come to fruition and we can, we'll, we'll let y'all know more about that as those uh, programs materialize. That's great. All, all extremely important work, Claire. Thank you very much. I have, I have another question for you. It's a question we like, we like to ask our guests on Odd Talk and it's an important one here. So hope you're ready for this. So, uh, you know, before the pandemic, you attended many shows at the Auditorium Theater and 
you know, we're in our 131st year uh, as, a, as the Auditorium Theater in Chicago. Uh, do you have a favorite memory or an experience or a specific performance um, at the auditorium that you'd like to share with everyone? I mean, it seems unfair to pick just one, but um, I do have a, a specific memory of the 2015 Grupo Corpo premiere. Uh, and I think it was in like the February, March timeframe. And I remember the, I used to be in presenting, right? I was, I was, I was a rich Regan, although not at the CEO level, but uh, active in the presenting field. Um, back in, in Michigan. And I remember the first time my organization at the time presented that I saw Grupo Corpo was also in the middle of winter. And I can't remember, I was going, you know, some heartbreak had happened in my life. And uh, I remember walking into that theater and I was so sad and it was dark and cold. And they just shot, you know, Brazil and sunshine and light and life right into my heart. And I remember, um, in 2015, uh, the premiere here in Chicago, the exact same thing happened. And that time I was able to share that with my um, now husband at one of our uh, very first cultural experiences together in Chicago. So um, it's special to me for a lot of reasons. It's an extraordinary company, uh, beautiful dancers, um, a real uh, amazing cultural expression. And I think that uh, for me, it was it was just you know the kind of sunshine we all need in the middle of winter, um, in in Chicago, and I think the kind of light and life that the arts bring. In tr truly, another great example of the transformative power of the arts, indeed. Claire Rice, you are amazing at what you do. The, the Arts in Illinois is, is extremely lucky to have you, and we thank you so much for helping us out today with Odd Talk. Thank you, Rich. Thanks for having me. Thank you.